0: Morning, Gateway. How are we doing this morning? Thanks for making it out to church today. Cold weather and all, but we're here. I'm excited for what God has for you today. I've been praying for you all this week that somehow you would be here, you would hear from God, God would speak to you, and you would know it's His voice. So I am really excited about the opportunity to speak. This month we're going to focus on love, and I thought, okay, it's somewhat appropriate, maybe a little too corny because it's Valentine's Day, but, and if you're a guy and you don't know that, you know, next week is Valentine's Day, you better figure that out. Um, but there's, there's uh, four versions of love in the Bible to describe love. We have one word in the English language, love, Right? In the Greek and Hebrew there's actually four different words and we're going to talk about those we're going to talk about one today how many of you saw in the news or on social media how the fans in Philadelphia treated the Vikings fans not very kindly did they they were throwing beer cans and bottles and all sorts of stuff at them and calling them vile names and Treating them with a lot of disrespect. Interesting that the name of the city that they're from, Philadelphia, is the city of brotherly love. That's actually a biblical term. Phileo, the beginning of that city, is one of the words they use in the Bible for love. It's brotherly love. Now, You might look at that and say, well, siblings sometimes show love to one another by picking on each other. That's not the kind of love we're talking about. This isn't family love. This is brotherly love. This is friendship love. This is love that you have for a friend. Interesting that you can't have brotherly love for an enemy. So, I'm going to let the Philadelphia Eagles fans off the hook here. Technically, we were their enemy. So they cannot show us brotherly love. So if you choose to root for Philadelphia today, you can do so with a clear conscience because technically they couldn't love us in a brotherly love way. By the way, by a show of hands, how many of you here today are rooting for the New England Patriots? Okay, how many are rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles? And how many don't really care? Here we go. Brotherly love that I'm going to talk about today is, um, is not just between guys, okay? That's the term that the Bible uses. It's also sisterly love. It's love that we have towards people that we're not related to. It's friendship love. It's people that we have relationship with. So I'm going to use the word brotherly love today, but really I'm talking about friendship, okay? Just so that we're clear on that. Where does our ability to love come from? Ever thought of that? Where does your ability to show love to your spouse, to your kids, to your friends, to a hobby, where does that love come from? We're going to talk about that today. Phileo love. The Bible talks about four different kinds. Today we're going to talk about phileo. I'm going to give you some examples out of the word. Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help in time of need. The friendship love sometimes is deeper than our own family. Sometimes we don't get along with our family. Amen? We're all human here, right? But friendship love can sometimes go deeper than that. Friendship love is always loyal. Brotherly love is always loyal. And is born to help in time of need. Those are key phrases. True friends are loyal to one another. True friends see the best in each other. Brotherly love also shows itself when someone is in a time of need. That's important. Because loyalty is rare in our world. Let's look at another verse in Scripture. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. The writer of Hebrews reminds us to continue to love one another. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Brotherly love. Phileo. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some of you have done this entertaining angels without realizing it that takes it another level deeper now we're not just talking about somebody that we're friends with it's talking about somebody that we're hospitable towards that's getting a little deeper into brotherly love not just somebody i like or somebody that i have common interests with but actually strangers we can show brotherly love to strangers let's go to the next verse it's in Romans chapter 12 Romans chapter 12 verse 10 says love one another with genuine affection that word genuine affection is phileo brotherly love and take delight in honoring each other brotherly love is loyal but it's also honoring you know what everybody wants to be honored You might say, well, I I really don't have the need to be honored. Let me give you a couple examples, and you'll see. We honor our military personnel, right? Memorial Day, Veterans Day, other times in the year, sporting events. We honor our military because we believe that's important, and they deserve that. We honor servicemen, community service people, firemen, policemen, those type of people. We honor them for their service, but we also honor... Mothers on Mother's Day and fathers on Father's Day. We have a desire within us to be honored. That's another form of brotherly love. Have you ever thought of that, honoring your friends? In what ways you could do that? We're going to talk about that a little bit this morning as well. The final verse I want to bring you to is 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 1. After David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. Brotherly love. They weren't related. They were friends. Matter of fact, Jonathan and David could have been enemies. Because David was going to take Jonathan's place in the kingdom. If you want to get into the nitty-gritty of that story, go back to 1 Samuel chapter 17 and about two verses before that. David, Saul commands David to come to see him because he had just killed Goliath. David walks up to the king holding Goliath's head in his hand. He says, hey, what do you want? Jonathan was attracted to that because David showed honor and loyalty to his king all that's the brotherly love that we're talking about here today it's not just oh i like you you like me let's be friends it's a lot deeper than that so let me ask you have you seen examples of brotherly love in your life have you experienced it has somebody shown you true brotherly love stop a minute and just think have you ever shown brotherly love to someone and when was the last time that you actually expressed that to someone this is kind of quirky but um this is the best that i could come up with when i was a kid the the example of brotherly love that i came up with was um i used to work at this place called the gospel ranch and it was a ranch that was about 20 miles south of my house And that's where I first met Alvin and Marlene Wilhelm. Alvin was the caretaker there. And uh, I used to work at this place. It was a ranch on one side. They had horses and cattle and they baled hay and did all that kind of stuff. And Alvin did that. But on the other side was a camp. It was a Bible camp owned by a church in the Twin Cities here. And they used to have camps there and uh, they had facilities for kids and all summer long there were camps there and they did retreats in the weekends and it was fun for a kid from northern Minnesota to hang out with kids from the cities. So I would go and spend time there and spend summers there. There was lots of fun stuff to do. There was a lake there called Beauty Lake. And a uh, beautiful lake. Uh, there wasn't a lot of houses on the lake at that time. The camp owned all one side of the lake. It was really pretty. And they had a swimming dock where you could, you know, swim off of. And there was a raft out there you could swim. In. And then they had this other dock. They had a little bay, and it was a and across that bay we had a dock a permanent dock. you could drive a truck on this dock. it was heavy duty it stayed there year round and uh, behind it was this bay full of lily pads and weeds and mud and all sorts of yuck and i don 't even know what was under this dock because you just never ventured under it because it was pretty nasty. You can imagine you know the slime from water never seeing sunlight and leeches and all sorts of good, fun stuff. But this dock was great because people could walk on this dock, it was fairly wide, and you could stand on this dock and, and we would ski off of this dock. So you could sit on the dock, you could take off from sitting on the dock, you could ski around the lake, come back, and if you were good enough, you could just slide in, sit back down on the dock, you'd never get your hair wet. It was really fun. People would stand on the dock and they would watch you and you could show off. So me being... The North kid thought I would show off one day. I know that's not in my nature, but... (laughs) Okay, that's a lie. It is in my nature. I decided I was going to... You know, you're slalom skiing, you ski on one ski, and you know if you turn pretty sharp, you can throw water. Well, I thought, I'm going to pull in alongside the dock. I told the driver of the boat, I don't know if it was you, Alvin. It probably wasn't you, because you wouldn't have let me do this, but... It was some other guy that I conned into driving close to the dock so that I could come in and I could spray everybody on the dock. Get them all wet. Wouldn't that be fun? They would really think I'm cool, right? Yeah. Well, as I came into the dock pretty hot and I turned my ski really hard, I fell. (laughs) In front of all these people that I was trying to impress. The ski that was on my foot now went under the dock, the dreaded dock where leeches and monsters and everything else lives. So now am I not only embarrassed, but I've got to go under this thing and get this ski. But I had a friend, and I had a friend who showed me brotherly love. And I'll never forget, he said to me, he said, I'll go under there and get it for you. And I'm like, no, you, you don't want to go under there. It's nasty under there. He goes, no, I'll do it. I'm like, why would you do that? Have you ever experienced love like that? Brotherly love, where somebody is willing to do something for you because they genuinely love you. He certainly wasn't going to get anything out of it, other than a bunch of slime. We hear at Gateway Church talk about being a growing family after God's heart. And our pastor of over 30 years has recently resigned from our church but he built a foundation here he built the foundation of a family and brotherly love and what that means and we got to build on that we have to use that to be a springboard for what god has got for gateway church so what does brotherly love look like at gateway what does it look like in our community I missed this verse. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12 talks about the golden rule. Treat others how you want to be treated. Do to others what you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Brotherly love is really, really easy when I like you. Right? Like we're friends and you need me to do something for you. It's really easy to do that. Like, for instance, I have a friend and they're building a garage and they need help setting up walls, Doug. I called my buddy Doug and he came over and helped me set up walls in my garage. You know, that's fun stuff. That's brotherly love. That's really easy to do. We like each other. We want to do those things for one another. But what about when we don't like each other? We, uh, we express genuine brotherly love a couple of years ago you know these, we call them connection towers when you go outside our church when you walk out the doors there's these black towers and Pastor Nathan was trying to find something online that would work and we couldn't find anything that worked perfectly for us so I said well let's just build them and so we got a couple of guys together and we experienced brotherly love there's David Halbachin there's Pastor Nathan, there's Tom Bishop there's me and there's Don Stoffer. And we did brotherly love that day. We got dirty together. We played with all sorts of fun tools at Don's house, and we built those towers. That's easy, right? It's easy, and it's a lot of fun, and and we can do that. But what about when Julie sends out an email to our church and says, there's a family that needs to move, and we need to show brotherly love to them? And maybe some of you are going, yeah, I just love to do that. I hate to do that. And especially when I show up at their house, and they hand me a hammer and a screwdriver, and they say, will you go upstairs and start taking the beds apart and pack the bedrooms? I want to yell, no! I'm here to move boxes into a truck. Not pack your stuff up. But what is brotherly love in that situation? You see, it's real easy for me to help somebody that I like, somebody that I know, somebody that I have a relationship with. But if we really have the love that the Bible's talking about, brotherly love, that means we got to love them in the same way. Now, what if you're a lady in church and you have relationship with some other ladies and a friend of yours is having a baby and we want to bring meals over there? It's real easy to do that, isn't it? but what about when you don't know the person? You don't know the family, and you're not so sure you want to do that, and so you say no to the Holy Spirit and say, well, somebody else will take care of that. I've been to some of those homes with my wife where she's made a meal, and I've dropped that meal off. It's, there's nothing like that experience of the love that they have when you bring them a meal and share that with them. That's brotherly love, Gateway Church. That's what we need to do. Okay, those are easy. Those are easy ones. We can do those. What about the harder ones? What about... The man who is killed in an accident or who's incarcerated and now he's got a young boy at home and that young boy needs a mentor are we willing to show brotherly love to that family and that young boy which is more than a one-time event it might mean a weekly a monthly meeting to invest in that kid's life Or what if a mom passes away and a widower is sitting there with young daughters? Women, are you ready to mentor those girls? To take them under your wing, to teach them what a mom would teach them? To love them the way a mom would love them for years? Not just a one-time event, but actually showing them brotherly love love from a church on a long-term basis that's the brotherly love i'm talking about that's what god wants gateway church to be a place that loves unconditionally what about god dropping an old person in front of your truck Which happened to me recently. And that person needs weekly care. Am I willing to do that for them? Not because there's anything in return for me other than to show brotherly love for that person, helping them get groceries, cleaning their house, maybe just being a companion to them and stopping by to say hi. That's hard. It's not easy, but it's what God calls of us in this kind of love. It's deep. It's not just, I like you and you like me and let's be friends. The Old Testament talks about this friendship love of David and Jonathan, but we know that Jesus asks more of us. Not just our friends, but those he puts in our paths. First Samuel 18, 1 Samuel 18:1, where Jonathan was... Uh, watching David fight Goliath. He was probably standing next to his father watching this whole thing unfold. And David honored Saul by showing brotherly love. And Jonathan, he was attracted to that. I have a quote that I want to read to you, and I want you to listen very carefully. You may have to close your eyes. If you don't get anything else out of what I've said today, I want you to listen very carefully to this. Because... Um, C.S. Lewis is better at explaining it than I am. And in his book um, called The Four Loves, he says this. And I, want you to, I want you to pay attention. I want you to listen. In friendship, we think we have chosen our peers. In reality, a few years difference in the dates of our births, A few more miles between certain houses the choice of one university instead of another the accident of a topic being raised or not raised at a first meeting any of these chances might have kept us apart but for a christian there are strictly no chances a secret master of ceremonies has been at work christ who said to his disciples you have not chosen me but I have chosen you, says to us, you have not chosen your Christian friends. I have chosen them for you. The friendship is not a reward for being discriminating or someone with good taste. It is the instrument by which God reveals to each of us the beauties of others. C.S. Lewis, listen to that for a second. Do the people that you have relationship with, do the friends that you have friendship with, is that a divine purpose from God? I believe it is. It's not just because you like to hunt or fish together or because you like to do the things that the other person does, and you didn't necessarily pick them. But God chose them for you. Does that put a deeper level of relationship, a deeper level of responsibility in that friendship? Think of some of your friendships that have been going on for years and years and years. Why? And are you willing to take that to another level and ask God, what does He have in that relationship? That you need to be a part of. I sent a text to somebody this past week with that express purpose. I said, God made us friends a long time ago. And I haven't seen you in a while and I want to see you more. And I think there's a purpose behind it. And he sent me a text back and said, Yeah, you're right. We can't give up on friendships either. Maybe they do something we don't like. That's not a reason to give up on them. If God's ordained it, and God has told you, you need to have a relationship with that person, you better make sure you're abiding in God. Designed purpose in our relationships. Think of your friendships in that way. Think of brotherly love in that way. Struggles come and go, but if God has designed those relationships, those friendships for a purpose, we should work to fulfill that purpose. Friendship is time-consuming, and sometimes we think we don't even need it. But God says we do because he created us with that need. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't experienced true brotherly love, How can you value it? This could be the form of love that we experience most in heaven. It's phileo, brotherly love. Before we go to communion here this morning, I want to show you a video that just describes what brotherly love might look like in our community. What it might look like to those around us no matter how difficult it is for us. So, watch the video and put yourself in the video. How do you respond to people? Everybody is worthy of love. Amen? Imagine if we did too. What would happen in our church, in our community, a gateway, if we showed love in that way? That's brotherly love. That's biblical brotherly love. God has just instilled in us a desire to long for friendship. It doesn't matter if we're young or we're old. We all want friends. Could God be creating a purpose in our lives that's bigger than just our life or our concerns of the day? This morning as we take communion, I just want to invite anybody who's recognized Jesus as their Savior to join in with us. This is a great opportunity for us just to extend not only what Christ has done for us, but the example of that and, and using that as an instrument for us to show brotherly love to one another. We'll pass out the elements together and we'll take together. We've created uh, elements that are all gluten-free so people that have a gluten allergy, you don't have to worry about that at all. Let me, let me just pray as we start this part of our service. Lord, what an opportunity we have to love you, to recognize your love for us. Lord, I thank you that you've shown us brotherly love in our world. You've shown it to us in the Old Testament and the New Testament. You've given us examples. And Lord, you desire us to be a church that will show brotherly love in our community. Sometimes that's not easy. Sometimes it comes in very difficult situations. But we know that you have a design and a greater plan for our lives than just our own thoughts and will and emotion. Thank you for teaching us that lesson today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.